Okay, Happy New Year everybody. It is the 1st of January 2022. We hope that this year brings you prosperity and is a, is a good year for everybody. We've got our office mascots at the Medic to Medic house. Um, the two kittens that we've got, um, Sparkles and Timmy, who might be making some um, conversational appearances with their meows every now and again. Um, but we're joined today by Blessings. So Blessings is a um, student studying at the Malawi College of Health Sciences. And he's studying to be, um, studying the Diploma of Pharmacy. Um, and he's one of our newest students at Medic to Medic. And he's very kindly agreed to um, join us and um, tell us a little bit more about his personal background. Um, so that we can learn a, a little bit more about some of the challenges that students face. So blessings, um, thank you for being with us um, and thank you for agreeing to be part of this conversation. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and your family circumstances? Happy New Year everyone, Happy New Year. As per introduced, I'm Blessing Simon Kafa, a Malawi College of Science student pursuing a diploma in pharmacy. I was born in a family of six, uh, with me being the first born. And both of my parents uh, died. Uh, my mom just passed away in 2019, 20 July. And when he was uh, leaving the ward, he left us with a, a small sibling, Orville, um, who by then was only 20 days old. Currently, he's almost uh, two years now uh, and also I have a brother who got uh, 18 points uh, in, uh, in his MSCE uh, examination results but currently he's just saying because uh, of lack of uh, tuition fee to pursue the tertiary level so he's only looking up to me maybe you when I finish so that they can push him through. I also have some two sisters, uh, whereby the, uh, what, what the, the other one uh, is supposed to uh, finish secondary school and the other one is in primary level standard seven. Yeah, so uh, I am from uh, Lolo area and that's where I am currently doing my, my having my holiday. So, yeah, we're really struggling. The struggles are real. I have suffered a lot uh, throughout my lifetime. Uh, I have been uh, paying for myself school fees starting from secondary school, and I have some breaks during the the rain. I had to wait uh, to have some peace works from the Indians in the shops, in the restaurants, so that I push myself through. But oh, you know, uh, secondary was very bearable because the fees was more less than in the college. But now the hardships are getting high because you, uh, you, you know, college level, uh, the tuition fee is so high than in the secondary level. So yeah, by the time when I, I met up with the executive, uh, uh, when I met up with Tamsin, uh, the medic to medic program. Uh, I was on the verge of dropping out of school, so they come through and give me a lifting hand, whereby at least now I'm having 
relief uh, to say yeah the tuition fee is partially done and also they uh, also jump in with some allowances whereby they push me through by paying paying their bills uh, and the uh, other necessities as well so yeah uh, after i got that uh, scholar uh, yeah it really pushed me through and the uh, some changes were seen even in the academic performance whereby soon after i had my deferred exams because uh, by the time i was meeting them saying i didn't ha i didn't had my uh, first semester uh, end of uh, first semester exams because of uh, some uh, balances that were in the uh, accounts with me so after they paid i had my deferred exams and one of the uh, subjects that i wrote i had a distinction after that uh, which means that i really had a relief from merit to merit oh, thank you so much for sharing us all of your all of your personal circumstances blessings it's really um really helpful i think for us to know sort of the background and the context of of some of the student struggles um so if i if i can just recap so you're the you're the oldest member of your family um, both of your parents have passed away, so that means that you have a lot of responsibilities um, looking after your siblings and the family. Um, now, where do your siblings stay when you are at college? Who is who is looking after them? Yeah, yeah. As per speculated, I am the oldest, and which means that yeah, I am truly the guardian of them all. But as I'm saying, uh, school is the only house that I have so I'm only accommodated at uh, school during the uh, academic calendar so all of my siblings are in the village uh, with my late mom's sister uh, and the, uh, this lady only relies on uh, on a small scale farming whereby all is not enough as I'm saying uh, with the uh, lack of lanes in Malawi currently, uh, they are going through some difficult times as currently I am even in the village myself. I'm experiencing the same thing. Uh, we, we can go at times without food. Yeah, so yeah, they are really passing through difficult times, but still more they are living. I'm glad that they are living. And uh all of them are in the village uh even my uh, other brother who also finished school yeah they he's just staying uh doing the farming practices and the likes okay thank you blessings so all of your siblings are staying with your with your auntie um i wonder if you have any other cousins is your is your aunt also responsible for other children um or is it is it just your siblings that she is looking after? We know that families in Malawi can they tend to be a very large extended family, which is quite different to how um, families might be in Europe, where it just tends to be sort of a, a nuclear family. Um, and we know that yeah, in, in the village life can be very difficult with just relying on subsistence farming and. And definitely with the influence of the lack of rains this year, we know that it's going to be a challenge for many families. So um, you mentioned there that 
there is a lack of food. Um, how many meals a day do, do you and your family have? Um, on average, say, over the last week, how many meals a day have you had? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, in Malawi, most of the families are extended. So my family as well is very extended. I, I, I also got some nephews and uh, cousins as well that are looking up forward for me to help them as well after I finish my education. Uh, so yeah, even my auntie, um, I've got kids as well, and she is a widow. Uh, she have four, four children, uh, of whom uh, none has uh, uh, went a lot with uh, school. You know, life in village, most of the kids, they uh, go through uh, school dropouts due to several reasons. So yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, that's uh, some uh, brief of um, my family extension. And apart from that as well, I also have some other nephews from um, different uh, aunts uh, who are also uh, in the village, uh, of whom which uh, most of them are illiterate. So yeah, uh, if we talk of a meal. Currently, as I, I was in the village, um, throughout uh, the week, almost uh, two days, we went out without food, and uh, we never get bothered of having breakfast, because to us, it's normal to go without breakfast. Uh, at times, um, we, can, we, we can have uh, a porridge for the kids, uh, even without uh, some sugar, so so that maybe they won't get the energy um, to sustain their stomachs, their empty stomachs. Uh, at times, even we miss out the supper, uh, like uh, for the one week that I was on holiday, Christmas holiday. Um, we at times went through that system whereby we can only have. Um, lunch but then going without supper yeah that, that's uh, part of average uh, meals uh, on a week weekly basis okay thank you for sharing that blessing so so what you were saying that you live in a very large extended family in the village you're the first in your family to go further with education which means that when you're done and you're earning a salary you're going to have a f quite a few responsibilities for the family in terms of school fees and earning money to help sustain the family, um, which is just fantastic. But I cannot imagine the the, the weight of responsibility that, that you carry. And I think that's very admirable and definitely something that... Um, <laughs> It needs to be and needs to be encouraged because the the impact that you're going to have on your family is just just amazing to think of all those ripple effects of of you having a job and employment. But it was really I think quite confronting to hear about the the lack of food in the family. And so you were saying that you you only have sort of one or two meals a day. You often go without breakfast. If you do have breakfast, the children have porridge. 
with a little bit of sugar to try and sustain their energy. And I think what was quite, again, confronting for us as somebody who's who has not grown up in Malawi and isn't aware of um, way of life here is that um, that's not an uncommon thing. Like that many families are suffering from that as well through lack of food. And I can't imagine, again, the responsibility of, of you studying and learning and having that pressure of needing to support the family whilst you're also studying and, and having um, just that weight of responsibility, I guess. I think you're doing absolutely fantastic work. Um, tell us a bit more about why you wanted to do pharmacy and what you see for your future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's why I say that I have really passed it throughout uh the experiences of life that i have is something else uh, and i would have liked if uh, life could have changed so quickly so that my siblings should not pass through what i passed through at least they should have a bearable life i remember i once uh, uh, had a break at masongoa secondary school and I thought my future was doomed in the education system. I left um, at Masungwa. I was selected at, at, to, to, to go to pursue my secondary education at Masungwa Secondary School. But uh, I left out due to the huge balances that my mom couldn't afford to pay for me to continue with my studies at Masungwa. I remember I, I first went to school with only one trouser and a shirt school uniform a torn one that i was given that was provided to me by a, a certain friend who was uh, at the, the, the same school uh, and i remember i went without even pocket money so imagine life was very difficult even by then oh actually my uh, passion when i was uh, at uh, secondary level I wanted to study surgery so here in Malawi the system is that when you only when you're a boy when you only have uh, 10 points below uh, after having your MSCE that's when uh, you can be selected to study uh, MBBS at College of Medicine so because I was really struggling uh, when I was studying my uh, secondary uh, school, after uh, starting over again, I was working as well throughout. So I was working as a waiter at Gazebo restaurant, whereby the restaurants were open uh, throughout the night till something around early morning, 3 a.m. So time for me to study was very minimal, but I just had to push myself, so I really struggled, and I had uh, a very difficult time for my studies. So I didn't manage to scoop out the ten points that I was passionate enough to proceed with uh, MBBS. So instead, I wanted something medical. I love science, so I thought of uh, pursuing pharmacy because pharmacy uh, after. I went through and learned about it. It's really something interesting to to study 
about how drugs interact with the body. It's really something interesting to study how drugs heal uh, different uh, diseases. Uh, it's really interesting to study about the drug interactions, uh, you know, and even the pharmaceutics of the medicine the, the themselves, how they are produced, uh, um, the do's and the don'ts, the material used, uh, where the materials or the we, we say the excipients and the uh, all those things are sourced from the sources, the combination. So it's something interesting. And most of all, uh, pharmacists are considered to be the custodians of the hospital, whereby all uh, medical or we call them pharmaceutical equipments are stored by them and they uh, they are always dispensed by them. Uh, so they act as the final chain of the medical treatments. So uh, I loved that. That's why my interest also went through that. And my priority, since I have suffered a lot, uh, I like also uh, helping people with the energy that was restored in me for free. So with only the energy, I like serving people. So that's why I thought of, okay, if I can't uh, pursue surgery, what else can I perform? Maybe it's by giving out the medicines to people so that they can get healed from uh, after they receive the the medications from me. Yeah, so uh, I really found it interesting in pharmacy. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing blessings. So I think you said a few other interesting things there that people might not be aware of or might not have heard of before. So when you were at secondary school, you had a few breaks in your education and that was because um, as a family you couldn't afford the school fees um, continuously. So I think that'll be quite new for a few people. Um, so from my understanding, so primary education in Malawi is free and that lasts eight years up until standard eight. So you go through from standard one to standard eight. But secondary school is not free and you have to pay school fees and the range of school fees varies depending on the type of school that you go to. So if you go to a community day secondary school, the fees are more affordable compared to a private boarding school. Um, and that lasts for four years, so from Form 1 through to Form 4. And at the end of Form 4, you write your Malawi School um, Certificate exams, so your MSCE, and it's based on that as to what um, selection process you can go through and, and what you can apply for for university. Um, and again, from my understanding, so just to tell the, the other listeners that might be listening, so um, subject points in your MSCE are added together. So your six highest points are added together to give you an overall grade. So you had mentioned previously about um, about your brother and what you've scored in your MSCE results. Um, so it sounds like, yeah, to study surgery is very competitive. So if you have to score um, 10 points or below, um, and certainly if you've been through many challenges with breaks in education and 
um, paying for school fees and doing piecework,s that that will have influenced um, the results that you can get as well. Um, so you also mentioned about doing piecework,s and that will be something that is quite new to a lot of people. Um, what exactly do you mean by piecework?s What type of jobs do they involve? Yeah, yeah, well articulated. That's the uh, school system in Malawi. So after I wrote my primary school leaving uh, cert certificate examinations, I was able to scoop uh, good grades and uh, I was selected uh, to Masongkola Secondary School, which is a boarding one. So as you have just said, boarding fees uh, uh, is very different with the community day secondary school fees. So due to that reason, uh, I didn't manage because my mom couldn't afford that. Even apart from that, life at boarding school uh, is very challenging as well. You have to have uh, full support uh, if you are to finish your uh, boarding life secondary level. So I didn't have that support, that's why I left. Like I could hardly go to school without even soap, uh, without sugar, without a lot of basic needs. So it was hard for me to withstand the, the new environment. So after I left, I almost stayed, uh, I almost stayed at home for uh, two years without proceeding with my uh, school and without knowing whether uh, I, I could have finished even secondary school. But I remember I once told my mom that one day and only one day uh, I will make it and I will finish my education because I really knew and I really witnessed a lot of people uh, testifying about the goodness of uh, education. So I thought of leaving from Zomba to Lilongwe to the capital city to look for greener pasture. That was when I was only uh, 16 years old. So I went through uh, a very difficult life as well because uh, in this uh, uh, city that I went I had no relative either, so I had to rent a house to stay and look for uh, peaceworks. The term peacework is uh, the term that uh, I use because when we say peacework is a work that you only do it to earn for the moment, like maybe you can. Uh, uh, since you are uneducated, uh, well to say literate, so they cannot give you uh, permanent jobs. You can be fired in time. Uh, so yeah, it's just a piecework, a very uh, short job that you can be provided with. You are not permanently uh, uh, granted the work. So I had to go in the China shops. Uh, Indian shops, uh, 
uh, even in the houses of the Indians to fight for job. And lucky enough, uh, I met up uh, this other guy, an Indian, uh, who was my boss at Gazebo Restaurant, who gave me a chance to work for him as a waiter. So, yeah, that's how I can describe the term this way. Uh, so I was not permanently uh, given the job. But it was just a piece that in time uh, I could have been fired. Uh, but uh, because I gave it all, uh, uh, the guy really liked me because of how I worked for him. And throughout, uh, we received a very uh, a peanut salary, a very, very a small amount of uh, money that I could earn. But yeah, uh, because i was doing this for the sake of school i had to save money and then uh, after the two years uh, in 2016 uh, if not 17 i went back to school now to a community day secondary school where fees is very bearable uh, i went to kamus barracks community day secondary school to pursue my uh, secondary school again and that's where I managed to score uh, the 20 points. But I was also still working because the money couldn't just push me through for two years to proceed from uh, form three to four. So after classes, uh, actually I was going for evening classes from half one p.m. to something around uh, five. And after classes, I had to leave for work till the other day. 3 a.m. Then I got my rest and also preparing for some studies. So my studying time was within the morning hours from half seven to something around 12. So you can see that was the only time I could have used or utilized to study. Wow, what a what a journey you've had and what dedication you've shown as well. I just can't imagine being a young person in my teenage years going off to the capital city, um, finding somewhere to live, then trying to find a job, um, learning all of those things in one go with no family or support network in that area. Um, you've really shown great bravery and great dedication in getting to where you are. And particularly that you've you managed to earn money from the PeaceWorks and then use that to go to school so you've been really pushing yourself and you've been the person that has really got yourself to where where you are now and that's so commendable and so inspiring I think to many people who really don't um, appreciate all of the challenges that that young people have in in Malawi to get get further education I think you're a great example to them to show how dedicated many young people are and how talented many young people are as well so thank you so much for sharing all of your all of your stories all of your background it's been very enriching to understand um what you've been through to get where you are now um and you're still not without challenges even now so um i know medic to medic have have helped in some way with your tuition fees but that doesn't mean to say that there aren't ongoing challenges in the family and you're obviously the one that's bearing bearing a lot of those um, challenges for your family as well. 
So I think the future for you is is going to be very bright once you've finished um, at the Malawi College of Health Sciences, once you've got your diploma and you can go off and you can be working. Um, that's really going to transform your family, which is amazing. Um, I just wondered if you wouldn't mind in, in the last few minutes of, of just our conversation, could you share with us a little bit more about what your home is like in the village? So, um, like, how many rooms do you have? Do you have a bathroom inside or outside? Um, do you have mattresses at home? Um, do you have electricity? Do you have water? Um, those those bits of information will be really useful and, and interesting for people who have never been to Malawi to really understand what life is like in the village and, and what other hardships that there might might be compared to our own um our own home and, and what we're used to yeah yeah challenges are there uh, the challenges are still there though i made it to medic chanting i appreciate the the a the lifting hand that medic to medic gave me and they always provide but still more as as you can see i i have a very huge gap to cover like uh, honestly uh, the allowance that medic to medic gave me uh, it always pushed me through uh, to pay the lens and currently i was thinking of uh, my allocations ahead of me in march uh, or march or april very shortly whereby i have to go to a certain uh, district allocation of which i'm uh, currently uh, it's not it's not known to me. Maybe I might be sent to uh, a very long distance where I will need transport, I will need money for accommodation, and then I will need some uh, uh, maybe basic needs uh, so that I, I can sustain the, the life staying there. I need to buy uh, I need to buy a lot of stuff. So it's like I really need. Uh, a, a, a huge sum of money to cover myself through uh, for transportation and everything. Since the uh, college did, don't provide us with these uh, with these things, even the transportation you, you provide it for yourself. So yeah, medic to medic uh, gave me uh, a lifting hand, but then it's not just enough uh, to cover out everything. At times, I also think of my family. Yeah, maybe to share the little that I have with them as well. So yeah, uh, to talk of uh, my uh, description of the habitation, uh, mattress. No, in the village, to talk of a mattress is like uh, then you are not worthy living in the village. Uh, we use uh, some local produced. Uh, uh, local produced materials which we call them nkeka, nkeka in our local language so they are produced by uh, human kinds uh, yeah that's the ones we use as our beddings um, electricity not yet we don't have electricity water yes we draw water from the wells uh, whereby uh, uh, we dig the ground to fetch for water uh, and after digging for maybe a distance that's when the water is produced from 
down the soil and then you just leave it like that that the water pulls out in in the hallway and then you you draw from it um yeah uh, the house we 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 do uh do the house for ourselves with the help of uh, of course those experienced in building houses so uh, our house is uh, have two rooms the one that my aunt used and the one that we use as kids and then a, a small living room and then we out to to the ground yeah uh, of course we 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 just managed uh to lift it up mm, of course uh, back then we were using some uh glass to cover up the 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 uh the the house uh it's just now that we afford to cover it up with uh, some iron sheets so yeah that's the kind of life in the village Thank you so much, Blessings, for sharing everything with us. We really, really do appreciate your time. I know it's taken, it's quite late this evening, and um, yeah, we, we know that you've had to borrow borrow a phone, so thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Um, thank you so much for your consideration. I always appreciate, and I don't know how to say it, out for medic to medic uh, I, to me I refer medic to medic as an angel uh, that was sent to serve me because by the time I met medic to medic I only had hours to count on if I could have pursued proceed with my uh, career or drop it all again uh, I was really scared of the past repeating itself whereby I dropped out of school in secondary and then uh, by the time that I made, made it to medic I was also about to drop from college level uh, the only way they can say is thanks to medic to medic uh, medic to medic is really a savior saving souls thank you and also only a word uh, to those who donate to medic to medic um, may you all be blessed so that uh, the little that you pour into medic to medic really helps a lot a lot of struggling souls a lot of stressed spirits a lot of oppressed mind and those uh, that help really uh, really saves a lot of people one of them is me thank you now, what I find inspiring about many of the medic to medic students are just how many challenges they have been through to get to 
where they are and at the point that medic to medic meets them they're usually on the verge of dropping out of their training at college and for many of them that means if they've dropped out at this final hurdle they are not going to be going back and you just think that is they've been through so much to get to where they are they've just got that final push to finish their college degrees and then they have access to professional employment, a regular salary, which for many families is just going to completely transform their futures. Their siblings are more likely to finish, well, more likely to attend secondary school and then more likely to finish because there is somebody to pay their school fees. It's just the ripple effects of that are incredible. So for the individual and the family, there are huge impacts, but also in a country where they're drastically need more human resources for health the dropout rate at college for health workers if that is addressed there will be a dramatic increase in the number of health workers finishing and the number of health workers that can then work in government facilities in NGOs in private practices throughout Malawi will be transformational and that's really where the ripple effects from providing scholarships to health workers come in as well so we really hope you enjoyed listening to Blessing's story. He's definitely got, um, I was going to say he's got a very unique story, but unfortunately this is a story that is very common to many students throughout Malawi. This is not uncommon to hear of students being from orphan or single parent families. They're the first in their family to go to college. They have many responsibilities looking after siblings and cousins and older family members they generally all come from rural areas where subsistence farming is the main source of income. And that's never going to be enough to support a child with tuition fees. So we thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We hope to continue doing this on a regular basis and we'll be hopefully um, talking to other students, but also talking to some of the dean of students, some of our graduates, finding out a little bit more what everyone is up to. So we hope that you can join us in the future. Um, they'll normally be between 30 and 40 minutes long, most likely, maybe even shorter, depending on how succinct we are with our conversation. But if it go- is going on well, then we think the breadth of what we're learning is 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 better to, to keep going rather than cutting it short. So we hope that you've enjoyed it. We wish you a very happy new year. And if you'd like to find out more about us, please drop us an email at info at medictomedic.org.uk or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and we've obviously got a website as well so just check us out we're at medictomedic.org.uk Sikomo